Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and at times have debates that revolve in and around the video games industry. You can be a part of the live show experience over at Twitch.tv backslash Impact Play and clicking on the notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on, on your favorite podcast platform. Just simply type in the Impact Play. I'm your show host, Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yegu. This is episode 74. On this latest episode of the Impact Play, we discuss Sony's apparent response to Xbox Game Pass. Amazon Luna is starting to appear in the wild. Sega's 15th anniversary for Yakuza. Bud Light has its own console? And the top stories affecting the gaming industry. So without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, on the first segment of the show, we always discuss what have we been, what, what we have been playing, what are we looking forward to, what are we enjoying, and just life in general, even if it doesn't directly in, involve around video games. So, let's get into it. I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, literally as, as soon as it launched. And I've been playing it non-stop, and I haven't played anything else. It's the only game that I have been playing. As uh, you could also follow me on twitch.tv backslash itsyagu, I-T-S-Y-A-G-O-O-H. It's my own personal Twitch channel. And you could, you could also uh, watch watch me play the latest games, watch my first ever playthroughs, and so on. As I give my thoughts and uh, my my reflections on the game. And I'm definitely looking forward to what I haven't played yet is Black Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Spider-Man Miles Morales, and my newly purchased Star Wars Squadrons. I literally just bought it last night, because it's it's on sale now for literally half off. Either on uh, Xbox, on PlayStation, PC, what have you. It's definitely a game that I was looking forward to, but I haven't gotten to it yet, because there are so many other games coming out since then. But since, you know, I just put it on my backlog for now, when I get to it, I get to it. And I am playing on an Xbox One. But I am still looking for an Xbox Series X. As soon as I'm able to get one, I will. And I'll be, you know, I'll do my box opening and start doing my playthroughs with with that. But I am not looking to get a PlayStation 5 anytime soon as well. I'm waiting maybe six months into a year in because of all these issues that are going on. And we'll, we'll discuss those later on as well. So I guess we'll get into it now. Into the gaming news side of things. Let me get everything open. And we will begin. Amazon Lunas are starting to appear in the wild. Influencers, content creators are starting to receive them. And what does that mean? NDAs, but reviews and will be up soon, shortly afterwards. So I'm definitely looking forward to it now. How that pairs up to Google Stadia. Maybe it's better because it's web because it's actually uh, Windows based. But we'll see. We'll see in due time how that pairs up in the real in the real world instead of just on paper. So we also have Cyberpunk 2077 won't support ray tracing on AMD cards at launch, and this is coming from Jody Mac. Gregor over on PC Gamer. 
Spider Cyberpunk 2077 got some updated system requirements recently. Under the RT section, listed only NVIDIA RTX cards. But we know that it's using Microsoft DirectX Ray Tracing API. So it should be able to support Ray Tracing for any of the lucky people who managed to snag themselves, say, an AMD Radeon RX 6800 XT, right? Well, no, as it turns out. Responding to a question on Twitter, CD Projekt Red's global community lead Marquine Moment M Momot, <laughs> sorry, said that ray tracing on AMD cards would not feature at release, but we're working together with AMD to introduce this feature as soon as, as it's available. Seika's 15 Sega will hold a special anniversary to mark the 50th anniversary of the Yakuza series next month. In a, Jap in, in a Japanese language announcement shared on the publisher's social media channels, Sega announced that a live broadcast program commemorating the 15th anniversary of Yakuza will go live on December 8th with voice talent Takayo Kuroda and Kozuhiro Nakaya as guests. The live stream is scheduled to run at 11 a.m. UK time. We'll only look back on the history of 15 years, but we'll also announce future developments. Hint, hint. Fall, uh, we, we got our first glimpse at Fall Guys Season 3. And this is coming from Eurogamer by Nikki Blake. Uh, okay. Mediatonic has revealed the first glimpse of Fall Guys Season 3. It's, it's only a zoomed in shot. But let's see. But that's literally all we have a zoom in shot of season three. That's all we have. It might be a new stage, a new platform, what, what have you. All we can do now is speculate. Next. PlayStation. Where are you? I have it open here somewhere. Here we go. All right. Xbox Game Pass is likely the most popular gaming subscription service right now, and all eyes are on Sony's response to it. In a TASS interview, when asked directly on what Sony might have planned in order to compete with Xbox Game Pass, Sony Interactive CEO Jim Ryan stated that there is news to come. Ryan also pointed out that PlayStation does not offer a competitor to Xbox Game Pass already. Does offer does offer a direct competitor to Game Pass. We have PlayStation Now, and that is available in a number of markets, he stated. In the past few years, Sony has been steadily trying to compete with Xbox Game Pass. That's all we have. Like, of course, they're going to have a response to it eventually, but they even said before, even though Microsoft and Sony are working, I have two different visions for their for their gaming consoles, for PlayStation and, and Xbox. Like, Microsoft is focusing focusing uh, subscriptions and Sony is focusing on the traditional console uh, game exclusive releases instead of focusing directly on subscriptions. So of course they're going to come out with a direct response to it but not anytime soon is what I'm seeing because they're just focusing on exclusives and giving people a reason to to buy their consoles which they've been doing for a while now. Like I went out and got a PS4 just for the exclusives like literally a little over a month ago 
because I've, I've missed out on so many exclusives, so I don't want to miss out on any, anything further. So, don't expect anything, any sort of official comment anytime soon. And here is uh, even more Sony-related news. This is coming from another article via Vicky Blake on Eurogamer. They're doing really good lately. Okay, Jim Ryan, CEO, again, has opened up about the risk of developing brand new IPs, calling it very risky. In an interview with GQ, Ryan talked candidly about Sony's recent acquisitions and the risks involved in committing to a brand new project. We, we've we invested a lot or, organic. <laughs> well, we've invested a lot organically over the course of the PS4 generation, more than people realize. We've added Insomniac Games, Spider-Man Miles Morales' developer, through acquisition. We've, we're making great games now, and we certainly plan to continue making great games, Ryan said. The thing with those blockbuster games is that they need a box office release. The cost they they cost more than 100 million 100 million to make these days. And in order to be able to do that and bring new IPs to the market, which is very risky, which is a very risky thing. And we did it four times in the PS4 generation. We've got to have a box office release. Wine also reflected of how PlayStation manages to balance fresh IPs with new installments of already established franchises stating Sony thinks very deeply and very carefully when it comes to balancing its portfolios. We have a management organization that it sits over the, in the individual studios and one of the things that we look at is the portfolio and we look at is the balance between new iterations of much loved series such as God of War or Uncharted and shaking things up with new IP such as Horizon Zero Dawn or even Ghost of Tsushima. We think this is very deeply and very carefully. A spokesperson for Sony said that price hike for some of the PS5 games is reflective of the growing development resources needed for these ambitious games, but that Sony is selling some PS4 launch titles for less than that in the, with the biggest game set at 70 Okay. Let's see, we have even more Sony news. Let me go through this real quick. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything here. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I missed one. At the launch of the PlayStation Five, doesn't at launch the PlayStation Five doesn't support an expansion option for its internal SSD, or allow you, or even allow you to copy games from the console to even an external HDD for storage. While Sony, well, according to Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, Sony stated Sony isn't aware of any customers about the limited storage. Speaking to the Telegraph, Jim was asked about whether Sony. Regarding the limited space on the PS5 currently as a problem, to which the CEO explained that the company hadn't noticed any outcry from customers. Uh, well, obviously, Ryan explained when that happens, as people unbox their PlayStation and start to use them, we'll think we'll be okay. We obviously are able to monitor hard drive usage on the PS4 microscopically, and everything that we saw there indicates that we should be fine. Quote unquote. Like, why? It should at least support an external storage option. How is that? That's literally locked. It's literally just a switch. They didn't think this through. These games are getting larger and larger. And and uh, Cold uh, not Cold War. Uh, Warzone alone is over 150 gigs. And, uh, and, and on top of that with 4K textures, resolutions, and 4K, that'll be a, well over 200 gigs. 
just for a game. And he thinks that it's not going to be an issue. At least give people an option to export their PS5 games to an external hard drive and transfer them between and to the, the hard drive, between the hard drive and the console. Like Xbox, Xbox did it right from day from day one. They announced all their peripherals, all your hardware from from that Xbox generate from the uh, Xbox generation will move forward with you instead of you investing even more money into your into the new hardware. Come on, Sony, do better. You should uh, like they've been make they've been making moves that just don't even make sense. Like you can like you could. Of course, you could use your P- you could uh, have your PS4 do- uh, games downloaded to the hard drive and run them that way, but you can't do it with any PS5 games. Why? Who knows? Who knows? Like, come on! A, a lot of these, every, like a lot of these people that I know, even their PS4, there is an option to for you to even switch out the SSD, uh, the hard drive for an SSD. They did it on day on as soon as they were able to. So how can they not know? This, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. Everything that they've been doing lately with their console, their hardware. Let's see. Okay, uh, this is the last uh, Sony news story. There is a a download Quay bug. Sony again. This is coming from Gamespot uh, via Steve Watts. Sony has offered a workaround fix for a PS5 bug. That caused game downloads to get stuck in the quay. Many users have turned to a full factory reset to fix the issue, but the PlayStation support Twitter account has offered a less complex solution. Essentially, the account says to simply start the PS5 in safe mode by holding the power button so you hear a second beep, and then build the, and then rebuild the database. That will be the fifth item in the safe mode options. That should resolve the issue without going through the trouble of resetting your console completely and starting from over from scratch. Like, again, why should we going through this if it should be simple? Like, every time we have to download a game, we have to go through this? Come on. Come on, please, Sony, do better. Okay, Fortnite. I believe Galactus, I believe Galactus is, on the, is on the island now, but the last chance to save the island is on December 1st. And this is coming from Fortnite's Twitter account. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Outsold, outsold Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War in the UK. This is coming from Games. Um, sorry, Gamespot. It has claimed the top spot for box sales last week, doubling the launch box sales of Assassin's Creed Odyssey in 2018. Forty-two percent of sales were for the PS4 version. Eighteen percent were for the PS5 version, and forty percent for the Xbox Family version. Black Ops Cold War, meanwhile, saw a sixty-four percent drop off in box sales compared to modern warfare because not everybody is excited for it it's because warzone is such a big thing and it's free to play so not that many people are going to hop into cold war i'm one of them i've i bought on, on literally i i have i had it pre-ordered because i did participate in, in the in the alpha and the beta but regardless of the fact it's not surprising valhalla is such an amazing well-made game even though it has its first share of bugs and and other things that affect gameplay, but the experience that you have is priceless. It's so amazing and great. I enjoy this game so much. I guess we'll move on to the next story. 
This is coming from Games Radar by Connor Sheridan. Xbox Series X shortage will continue until at least April, Microsoft predicts. Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S shortages are likely to continue uh, roughly late spring next year, according to Microsoft. Xbox CFO Tim Stewart offered insight into the Xbox supply situation in a Q&A session at the Jeffrey's Interactive Entertainment Virtual Conference, spotted by VGC and transcribed by Seeking Alpha. Stewart noted that gaming is just exploding in terms of popularity, which means more people than ever before are trying to grab the next generation console in the same hectic launch time frame. However, he's confident that Microsoft's supply timeline will start catching up after the holidays. And that's the that's what I'm looking forward to. Even though I'm looking, for, I'm trying to get an Series X as soon as I can. I'm not worried about it because I have an Xbox One, which should, can play and run these games fine. As soon as I'm able, the only there's three reasons why I want the Xbox Series X: convenience, which is you have the backwards compatibility. You have, uh, what's that thing called? I forgot the name of it. Not, it's not, I keep, I keep thinking of smart switch, even though that's not what it's called. It's called, <laughs> I literally forgot it. Uh, forgot it. Quick resume. And then, the non-existent loading times, those three reasons are so convenient. They'll make, they'll make, they'll elevate your gaming experience to the next level. But Sony has a quote-unquote feature for quick resume, but it's like clearly locked. And you, you can only use that for like their applications, essentially. You can't use that for games, but it's still there. Again, another reason why they didn't do this on day one. So what I'm thinking is... They did a Google Stadia, because I mentioned this before on the, on, uh, on the previous uh, episode of the podcast, where I said that they're following Google Stadia's footsteps. That's what I'm seeing. So they're bringing features later on to that console. They just wanted to bring it as soon as they can. They wanted to catch up uh, the f- to launch it in, uh, in parallel to Xbox's release. So if they delayed it because it wasn't ready... Now, all the features weren't ready. I feel like they, they would have fallen behind. Everybody would have not believed in PlayStation as as they did. So everybody grabbed it on day one, even though it was not really that much of a launch because they said after the press conference it's going to be available the day uh, the day after. But it was literally the day of the of the announcement, which is such a the launch was horrible. But it's still sold out, and as soon as companies and other third-party retailers are getting stock, they're selling out quickly. So don't sleep on it. Follow these retailers if you guys are interested in the next generation hardware and the next generation consoles. Just keep checking. Don't complain. Just keep... You don't need it. You want a better experience, which is simply what I want. No one needs these next generation hardware. You just want it to help elevate your experience even more. But... We can simply wait. People are just impatient for no reason. Okay. And speaking of next generation consoles, here's an article coming from Kotaku by Ian Walker. There's nothing more frustrating than spending half a grand on a video game console and having it start filling within the first week. But that's the exact that's the exact problem facing several early PlayStation Drive and Xbox Series X adopters. 
since the next generation of machines arrived last week. Social media has been in, in, inundated with, uh, with anecdotes of them crashing under various circumstances. While, while unsurprising for console launches, this still has users worried about the future of their expensive electronics. We have uh, PlayStation 5 with their, like and, uh, what I've seen with their updates, it's even causing them to break their console. And then with the Xbox Series X on that side, people are are experiencing freezing. And then uh, Xbox, uh, then just uh, suddenly shutting off. And then you also have these uh, disc issues when you put a disc and you hear like a clicking sound. Like, that's, that's also another reason why I don't hop on these on the next generation day one. Even though I won't be using, I'll be, I'll be all digital. Like, it is, that's why I don't hop on any hardware release on day one. Even on phone releases as well. Any hardware release, I don't hop on it on day one. Why? Because there's always issues with it. Even on game certain game releases, I wait until, well, certain games. Like, I'll, I'll, um, the majority of game releases, I wait. Like, with Ori in the, the World of the Wisps had an issue where uh, with saves, where I wouldn't save. They, they fixed the issue, I believe, a month or two later with a patch. So, that's why I didn't hop on it, and I did. And... And good thing I waited because I enjoyed my experience. But certain games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I bought on day one. I've been playing on day one because I enjoy it and I still enjoy that game. I love that. I just enjoy that franchise a lot. Okay. And and, and uh, another, the next one on the list is Fall Guys is getting a, I'm sorry, has already received a, Untitled Goose Game Skin. They've got three costumes with a hunk emote with sound effects. And the Goose co costume is featured for the next few days and the rest will come later on. Which is amazing that they're still making things happen with their with their game. They're still bringing in even more skins to that game. It's such a great, which is great. First was Sonic, then Godzilla, and now we got Untitled, Untitled Goose Game. Okay, move on to the next one. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going we're going to be our letter on towards the end. Oh yeah, the nominees for the Game Awards 2020 are now alive, and I'm gonna highlight them for you because there are so many categories, and you and you could <laughs> you could search this up or go to the Game Awards website to. From once, but the top the top categories are, of course, game of the year. We have Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. The best game direction. The nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part Two. The best narrative. Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Uh, George Kamitani, you have Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, there's so many people. Okay, I'm just gonna read the games. <laughs> you have Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Best Art Direction, Final Fantasy VII Remake. You have Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ho Ori and the World of the Wisps, the Whips, <laughs> the Wisps, <laughs> The Last of Us Part Two. Best Score and Music, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades. Ori and the World of the Wisps, The Last of Us Part 2. Best Audio Audio Design, 
Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and The Last of Us Part 2. A lot of these games are being nominated in multiple categories, which is great. You have Best Performance. You have Ashley Johnson as Ely uh, on the, in The Last of Us Part 2. You have Laura Bailey as Abby on The Last of Us Part 2. You have Daisuka Su- Suji as Jin Sakai in Ghost of Tsushima. You have Logan Conan Cam as Hades in Hades. Then you have Najee Jeters as Vanas Morales and Mar- Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Games for Impact. If found. We have Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition. Yeah, you have Spirit Fair, Tommy Why, and Drew the Darkest Times. Best Ongoing, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Best Community Support, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. Best Mobile Game, you have Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legend of Run Re- Terror? I never heard that game before. And Riot Games? Really? Okay. And Pokemon Cafe Mix. And you also have Innovation and Accessibility. You have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, Last of Us Part 2, and Watch Dogs Legion. Of course, we're not going to go into it. There's so many categories. Oh, okay. We'll go to, the, go to the last one. Content Creator of the Year. You have Alana Pierce, Nick Maris, you have Tim the Top Man, Jim, uh, J.N. Lopez, and Valkyrie. And yeah, that's about it. We're not going to, I told you, we're not going to, we're just going to go into the top, uh, the highlight, and that's it. (laughs) Because there's like a lot of categories that we won't be able to finish. So, let's see. Tim Sweeney has responded to Apple's new tiered commission system. Uh, reiterating that the company's 30% fee itself is not at the part of its company's ongoing legal battle with the iPhone maker. This is coming from James Chala on GamesIndustry.biz. Yesterday, I'm sorry, Apple unveiled the App Store small business program which reduces the commission fees on sales and in-app purchases to 15% for developers who earned less than $1 million in the previous calendar year. The initiative was... Uh, Poised as an effort to assist smaller and new developers, but that has inevitably been viewed as a subtle response to Epic Games' ongoing complaint about the 30% fee. Back in August, Epic added direct payments to Fortnite to avoid giving Apple its 30%. This prompted Apple to remove the game from the App Store, to which Epic responded with an antitrust lawsuit. Following the news of the 50% cut, Fortnite fans reached out to Sweeney asking whether such a deal would bring the Battle Royale back to iOS. Not that Epic would. Qualify, of course. We're not fighting for a lower commission, Sweeney tweeted. Epic is fighting for a fair competition among mobile platform companies, stores, and payment processors. If iOS were open to competing payments in stores, we'd happily return, even if Apple's own payment service is still charged 30%. Apple's 30% commission is not wrongful. It's just a bad deal. What is wrongful is Apple blocking competing stores and payment processes to ensure that good deals can't be offered to developers at all. There you go. It's even so even more new stars. So this is so everybody assumed it was a thirty percent. Even I, I assumed it was the thirty percent because I thought they were fighting for all these other smaller games game developers because thirty percent is too much. 
I've stated that before previously. But it looks like it's even more beyond that than we initially thought. Like, I, I, I knew it, that Apple's business practices need to be reworked for the modern day. But I didn't think it was this much. GeForce Now arrives on iOS via Safari. This is coming from Brendan Sinclair on another article from GameIndustry.biz. NVIDIA is rolling out its game streaming GeForce Now streaming service on iOS and beta today, the company announced. The news confirms a BBC report from earlier this month stating that NVIDIA's Safari GeForce Now service would allow iOS players to resume playing Fortnite. While NVIDIA confirmed did confirm that it's planning to add Fortnite support to GeForce Now is that it's working with Epic Games to enable a touch-friendly version of the game through the service, which currently requires a gamepad on iOS, but that version isn't even ready yet. In a briefing with various press about the news, NVIDIA's Phil Eisler said that the company had discussions with Apple around iOS apps, but the platform holds requirements require a game streaming app wouldn't make for a good user experience. While Esler conceded that the service takes a performance hit in going through a browser instead of working as an app, he said it's about 95% the same, adding a few milliseconds of latency. Beyond the iOS Safari support, the video also announced that GeForce Now will add support for the GOG storefront for the December 10th launch of Cyberpunk 2077. Which is such a great thing. Of course, there are, there are always workarounds that you could do, but because it's not an app that you can just work natively, it's a lot more difficult, but there's still ways to work around things. Okay, which set a new viewership record last month, according to the latest date of the stream reports from Streams Elements and Arsenal.gg. Another article from Brendan Sinclair on GamesIndustry.biz. The 1.6 billion hours watched in October is the highest the platform has ever seen and almost double the 839 million hours watched last October. Now gaming just chatting category has been the most watched category on Twitch for six months running with, with 200 million hours watched in October alone. A handful of games saw significant month over month growth in hours watched including Phasmophobia and Genshin Impact. Which is such a great thing for live streaming which is still going up on facebook and twitch facebook gaming and twitch and youtube is going up as well but not as much uh i want to swear hold on okay there we go read more okay we have we had an, a new night city wire show that showcased johnny's civil hand gameplay and feature for cyberpunk 2077 it's coming from an article on uh, the uh, press release on the CD Project Red uh, press access website, you could say. The show started with the reveal of an action-packed trailer focused on Johnny Silverhand and the unique connection he shares with the game's protagonist, V. This was followed by a behind-the-scenes video with Keanu Reeves, talking about his transformation into Night City's iconic rebel, Rocker Boy, with a look at voice and motion capture recording sessions. Let's go the music. Uh, Martin Sibelowisk, I'm sorry if I botched your name, P.T. Adam Sishk, and Paul Leonard Morgan. Together with collaborating music musicians talk about crafting atmospheric 
uh, or original music for the upcoming video game. Gamers looking to set into the mood to get into the mood for Cyberpunk 2077 can also check out the freshly released original score EP, featuring six tracks for a total of 22 minutes listening time, and it's available now on streaming services uh, around the world. Okay, next with Jolly, the episode turned its focus to the innovative technological solution used in Cyberpunk 2077 to power facial expressions and lip sync for characters in the game. The video provides insight into how J-A-L-I makes performance immersively, realistically across 11 fully localized languages. Just before the launch ended, I'm sorry, just before the show ended, the official gameplay trailer for Cyberpunk 2077 made its debut, over 5 minutes long. The feature highlights an assortment of aspects of the open world, action adventure story players will be engaging in a fun launch. Complemented with never before seen footage showcasing the experiences awaiting for you in the dark future. And it's a, a, a stated to release on December 10th for all platforms for Xbox PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Google Stadia. It'll also be playable on the Xbox Series X and, and PlayStation 5 consoles. At a later date, a free upgrade that will be available to take full advantage of the next generational or should I say current generational consoles. Well, that was a, a, a large uh, pill to swallow. All right, what do we got here? We already talked about that. Epic File Epic Games has upped the ante in its ongoing fight against Apple, with filing specifically against its Australian arm. As with the lawsuits already filed in California, Epic is arguing Apple's preventing of alternative payment systems that do not include the 30% commission takes on all transactions through the App Store is anti-competitive. This is coming from James Bachelor via Games Industry Database. Epic is not seeking damages, but wants a court ruling that will open up mobile platforms, specifically Apple's to third-party stores and direct payments for app developers. And we kind of know about this because of the previous news story, but yeah, I just filed another another uh, lawsuit in in Australia. Speaking of lawsuits, a new class action lawsuit has been filed against Nintendo of America regarding the Switch Switch's Joy-Con drift. The lawsuit filed in a Seattle court, uh, reported by Polygon, and claims that the switch is defective due to the Joycon's controller registering movement without user command. This defect can significantly interferes with gameplay, and this compromises the switch and Joycon controller's core functionality. The lawsuit read, "The plaintiff commissioned an, an assessment from a technical expert who noted that the cause of the drift is extensive wear on the pad surface of the Joycon's interior." Uh, we're not going to go into the specifics of, of this. The news also pointed out that Nintendo is aware of the defect and it's gathered internal scrutiny as well as ongoing investigations including the UFC Quasar one but also from other consumer democracy gr- adv- advocacy groups in Belgium and Switzerland. Not without holding us knowledge of the defect, Nintendo has failed to disclose this material information to consumers and routinely refuses to repair the joysticks without charge when the drift defect manifests the lawsuit confirmed. Which is, I know it's been happening, but still, come on, Nintendo. And this was, uh, was written on GameIndustry.biz from Marie Delisandri. And Epic Games has acquired Hypersense. 
Hypersense will be collaborated will, will collaborate with Epic Development Teams as well as 3 Lateral and Cubic Motion to build new and better tools and systems for developers and players alike. The composition will also will allow for a better integration of Hypersense's tech with Unreal Engine and further Epic's work to make content production more accessible. The company, formerly known as Binary VR, specializes in real-time capture of face movements, which can then be recreated as a fully animated 3D avatar. As Binary VR, the firm raised $4.1 million back in 2018 to develop its capture tech, having previously worked on the developer kit for VR. Epic Games CTO, Tim Library, commented, bringing on the Hypersynthesis team enables us to continue pushing digital character innovation even further and approach the goal of giving all creators full control over expressing their vision down to the smallest nu nuance. And this is another article of v uh, coming from Marie de la Sandry on GamingIndustry.biz. Next, Animal Crossing New Horizons has created official guidelines for businesses and organizations that use the game. While Nintendo's products are generally intended for private, recreational purposes, the company isn't asking groups to stop using New Horizons for promotional purposes. It is asking them to follow the new guidelines for businesses and organizations, which is as follows. According to, a, according to the guidelines, businesses and organizations are going to give out custom designs and stream addresses to players, invite others to their island, and upload their screenshots to family-friendly sites and social media profiles. But they need to keep some things in mind while do, doing so. Mm. For starters, Animal Crossing New Horizons ready for everyone. Nintendo kindly requests you don't go above that. Nintendo also asks that you refrain from bringing politics into the virtual island, island life. I and not making money off the game and what have you. I'm like, it's a game. Like they could, all they're doing is like further marketing your game. Like that doesn't make any sense. You're telling other people how to use your game. The heck, it's not like they're they're making. Like, like they're mining the game or, or anything like that. It's private use, so they could do however, however they like. Which is typical Nintendo, I guess. Okay, what do we got here? AR, let's see. Google Stadia begins public iOS test in a few weeks. Another article via Rebecca Valentine on GameIndustry.biz. Google is preparing to launch its Stadia streaming service on iOS in the next few weeks as a progressive web application via Safari. This news was shared by Google as part of its one-year update on Stadia. The company did not offer further details on the rollout. Genshin Impact leads October digital game spending. Generated more digital has generated more digital sales than any other game last month, according to the latest monthly digital spending report from tracking firm Superdata. And this article was written um, by Brendan Sinclair via GameIndustry.biz. When Genshin Impact only ranked second on the mobile earnings chart, ninth on the console chart, and outside of the top 10 on PC, as its relative popularity across platforms boosted its above category leaders like League of, League of Legends, NBA 2K21, and even Pokemon Go. Overall, October digital spending was up 14% year over year to $10.6 billion, according to Superdata. But yeah. Well. 
Epic Games' mega grants program surpasses $60 million in financial support. Another article from Rebecca Valentine on GamesIndustry.biz. The program has funded a number of independent games projects, including Ignat's role-playing noir detective title Backbone, Metro, Metronomics rock and roll action and adventure game No Straight Roads, and Kali Kaleido, Kaleidoscope's 3D adventure A Juggler's Tale. Alexander Goodwin, Ace Team, and Kellworks are also among the recent game recipients. In total, there have been over a dozen grant recipients so thus far. Nintendo has blocked an independent Super Smash Bros. tournament due to the organization's use of mods, according to the platform holder illegal copies of the game. The Big House is an annual U.S. Smash Bros. fan convention that's been running since 2011. Those are the Coronavirus pandemic, the 2020 event, which is to take place online running from December 4th to the 6th. The tournament was to focus on Switch titles, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and fan favorite game, Cube Outer Smash Bros. Melee. The latter launched without online functionality, which means tournaments also have to rely on Dolphin, a GameCube, and Wii emulator with fan made modifications. One such mod is Sleepy, which was released earlier this year and improves the online infrastructure in a way that makes it smooth enough for competitive matches. Big House intended to use this, but Nintendo of America issued a cease, of the cease, cease and desist order to block the event. We are informed and we do not have permission to host or broadcast the event, primarily due to the usage of Slippy, the team said in a statement via Twitter. Sadly, all our competitions are affected. We are forced to comply with the order and cancel the Big House online for both Melee and Ultimate. Refund information will be sent shortly. We apologize to all those impacted. In a statement to Kotaku, a, a Nintendo spokesperson, spokesperson said that the company appreciates the love and dedication for Smash Brothers among the fighting game community and highlighted that that not only has it participated in various turn, tournaments, both online and offline, in the past, but will continue to do so in the future. In this stance, it was the use of illegally copied versions of the game as well as Slippy that Nintendo took issue with. The spokesperson, the spokesperson claims Nintendo asked in a tournament Organizations to stop this. They refused initially, leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in and protect its intellectual property and brands. The statement concludes Nintendo cannot condone or allow piracy of its intellectual properties. Which is such a gray line because it's not for commercial use, but it kind of is because they kind of made money off of it. Like they said, they're issuing refunds. What does that mean? They made money off of illegal. Uh, copies and illegal modifications. Like if they're if it was just its own event and they didn't charge people and they weren't making money off of it, it was just like an event, a free event. I'm sure Nintendo wouldn't have had had an issue with it. Um, but since they made money off of it, there you go. There lies the issue. Okay, Hitman developer IO Interactive teases Project 007 and, and is a James Bond game in the works. Project 007 is a collaboration between the studio behind the acclaimed Hitman series film producers MGM and EU1 production and licensing specialist Delphi. It is in development across two IO studios, including mm, excuse me, Cole Kofenhagen and Mamo. A very short teaser 
debuted it online uh, previously with a statement releasing shortly afterwards, revealing this upcoming title will be the very first James Bond origin story. This does not mean it will be an adoption of Casino Royale, either the Ian Fleming novel for 2006 Daniel Craig film, nor the Anthony Horowitz Penny prequel over Forever and the Day. Instead, this will be a Wally original Bond story, developed exclusively as a video game. Project 007 will be powered by IO Interactive's property. Prop, <laughs> prop, proper. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on, let me see. Pro, proprietary. Let me see. Let me Google this real quick. <laughs> Give me a second, guys. I know I, I have it in my head, but I hold on. Proprietary. I know it's in my head, but I just just couldn't like bring it out. <laughs> Give me a second. The headset got stuck. <laughs> proprietary like I know I had it in my head but I, my mouth couldn't, couldn't couldn't keep up I guess okay GT Online following some teasers Rockstar has announced the next heist update for Grand Theft Auto 5's multiplayer component GT Online the Cayo Puerto Rico heist is different in that and it's set on an entirely new location that titular ty Teo Perico Island. Sorry, I'm not familiar with it. I haven't played this, played this game. The heist is set to be the biggest GTA Online adventure, tasking you with reaching Cayo per Perico, which is described as one of the most secure private islands in the entire world. You'll be stealing art, gold, and drug money while dealing with the island security. Rockstar said it's taking a brand new approach to heist design for Cayo Perico. One major component of that change is the ability to play the heist with three other players as per usual or to take on a challenge all by yourself but it's unclear if you'll get any kind of AI backup but it sounds as if you'll be going it alone it will release for free on the PC, PS4 and Xbox One on December 15th and the console versions are both playable on PS5 and Xbox X and S respectively with the native versions of GTA 5 on the way so we're backwards compatibility in other words. What the heck just happened? I don't think this closed on me. Yeah, this this closed on me. What the heck? Uh hold on. Let me open a new tab. Let's see. There we go. Go to my recently closed, which is uh, which is what I enjoy about Google Chrome, you could easily pull back what you closed recently. Recently closed, okay. 15 tabs. There you go, I got it. <laughs> uh, Google Chrome is very, has so many tools to it. That's why I even use Google Chrome on my Apple place as well. I don't use Safari unless I have to. Apple likes to block you from using certain things, from using third party. And make it, make it like for instance, like if you visit, visit certain sites on Google Chrome, you won't be able to visit them unless you visit them on Safari. Which is, I know it's Apple's like they have to revamp their whole business model, the whole, the whole, the whole thing. Because I'm going, I'm going through this as well, so I know what's going on. I kind of have an idea. Cyberpunk 2077 has a streamer friendly option that won't get you DMCA takedowns. 
Cheesy Punch Droid. Shout to make it easy as possible. Shameless place Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> well, sorry for that. CD Project Red. Shout to make it easy as possible for streamers to play Cyberpunk 2077 without any issue. The game will ship with an option that allow that allows you to disable copyrighted music in order to avoid having DMCA strikes based on your channel. Feature won't merely mute the music during these sections of the game. Instead, it will replace them with music that won't cause issues during streams. There are more than 150 custom songs on the radio of Night City as well. We have no shortage, no shortage of tracks to listen. I think I need water. It's going to kind of dry again. The coffee didn't help. Hmm. Even more cyberpunk news. You can get a free Cyberpunk 2077 goodies when connected to a GOG account. You, you, uh, players can get new gear, including shirts and weapons, when connecting to GOG. They didn't, didn't name any official equipment, but you'll get two shirts, a jacket, a knife or sword, and some plushy looking thingy. That's exactly what it says on the article in GameSpot. <laughs> so don't quote me on that. So I suggest you create a GOG account now. Which I want to do that as well as soon as I end the stream. Okay, have that open. Let's see what do we got here. This. No, we told the wife I like this already. Oh, okay. Bud Light announces its own next-generation console and it looks incredible. Beer company Bud Light has announced its own next-generation gaming console, well, sort of, and it's all for a good cause. The BL6, as it's called, is a new console that the beer company says won't overheat or spew smoke, even if you vape near it. <laughs> Dubbed the coolest console ever, the BL6 features a high-powered gaming PC that comes preloaded with various anti-namco fighting games like Tekken 7, Soul Calibur 6, Along with RBI Baseball 20 and Broforce, it also comes with two specially designed controllers uh, that bear the BL6 name. The system is cooled by beer, or as Bud Light puts it, a one of a kind first ever beer cooling system. The console also comes also comes with a 720p assault projector, so you can play games wherever you are. The BL6 will be tough to get as it's only sold through an auction on shopbeergear.com with very limited availability. Current high bid is already above $1,800. Bidding will run until. Oh, it's already done. So let's go check that out. It's not a cash for. It's not a cash grab, but Bud Light is donating all proceeds to the National Restaurant Association Education Foundations. Change on the menu campaign. This aims to support restaurant workers affected by COVID. There's also spec sheets you can view now on the website. This uh, this is written on GameSpot by Eddie McCock. Okay, we'll go into that later. Yo, now we have free Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Nuketown Weapons DLC is out now, and a new map is coming soon. Activision has a has announced a new DLC pack for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War themed around the franchise's most famous Nuketown. The Nuketown Weapons Bundle is available right now in the game. All you have to do is log in before December third, December third to get it. The DLC com comes pack comes with 10 items that are themed around Nuketown, including a weapons blueprint, 
Women's Charm, and then Emblem, and a calling card. The, the DLC packs uh, is set for release November 24th, so two days from as of this recording. We're not going to go into the specifics, but yeah. So, uh, non-gaming related news. Sharkboy and Lavagirl return in a new Netflix movie, We Can Be Heroes. Olivia Battle Angel director Robert Rodriguez's next movie is the family superhero adventure We Can Be Heroes, which is hits Netflix this January. Film is set in the same universe as its 2005 movie The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lavagirl. The first images of those film characters are uh, on the new film have now been released. Sharkboy and Lavagirl are no longer teenagers, but adults with a child of their own. Nevertheless, they're still wearing the same costumes as they did in the earlier movie, and they still have their powers. Which is, I'm looking forward to, because Netflix is definitely working on great things with their studios and partnerships. So, Black Panther 2 has started filming. Black Panther 2 is reportedly set to begin shooting in Atlanta in July of 2021 after being temporarily sidelined after the tragic and unexpected death of actor Chadwick Boseman, may he rest in peace. According to the sources, the sources that spoke with a Hollywood reporter, the movie was originally scheduled to begin filming back in March. And they teased that his young sister Sherry will uh, see potential to see a much larger role in the upcoming film. So. Deadpool 3 is still happening. After Disney bought the rights to many Fox properties, many people didn't see an R-rated third Deadpool movie in the cards, while Deadpool 3 star Ryan Reynolds confirmed the status of the movie back in January. Another important step in pre-production is complete, as the movie lands two new writers, Wendy Malniox and Lizzie Malniox. So, uh, Loki? Two of the writers from the hit animated series Bob's, Bur- Bob's Burgers will be writing the script for the next Deadpool movie, according to The Hollywood Reporter. So that's essentially it. All we have to do is wait and see. Seems any good. Hopefully it will. It will live up to the expectations that we all have for it. Talked about that. Talked about that. So I guess now we'll move on to VR. The VR and the AR side of things. And these uh, next articles are all coming from RoadToVR.com, which is doing such tremendous work in the VR AR space. Open the China-based smart manufacturer held its second annual Inno Day in Shenzhen, Japan, showing off a new version of its concept AR glasses called Oppo AR Glass 2021. Company's latest augmented reality hardware boasts a new split design, something that makes it more compact and lighter than the previous HoloLens-style model, which made its debut at last year's Inno Day. Oppo AR Glasses 2021 is said to be nearly 75% lighter than its predecessor, moving from onboard computing to a tethered design and replacing the waveguide optics with a similar birdbath optic design seen in Unreal Light. Like Unreal Light, Oppo Oppo AR Glasses is intended to tether to a smartphone to drive interaction, as companies such as the Oppo Find X2 Pro, which packs a Snapdragon A62 chipset presented at the company's in-all-day livestream. Its bird both and its bird bath optics are said to improve 
image conscious by 53%. Wow, sorry about that. My throat is dry, getting dry. Hold on, I should have water, right? Yeah, I have a little bit left. Mm. Okay. Uh, presented by the company's inundate live stream, its wordpath optics are set to improve image constructs by 53%, brightness uniformity by 98%, and pixels per degree by 40% in comparison to last year's model. The company didn't include any field of view estimate, however, it says using air glasses 2021 is like watching an 90 inch TV just 3 meters away. The headset includes stereo fisheye cameras. One TOF sensor and one RGB camera. It's also said to support smartphone gesture based interactions and include updated real time sim sim <laughs> simultaneous localization and mapping tracking. So, next, big screen, the social screen, uh, screen sharing app for VR is striding into new territory with its new green screen environment, which aims to let creators repurpose their avatars for anything from Zoom chats to YouTube videos. The platform has a number of theater environments that are great for chatting, viewing videos, and playing games. Since there's no user-generated environments, it can't really be used for much else though. But you'll be able to replace your background with anything you like, opening big screen possibilities beyond its use of as a video viewing social app. Alright, last but no, oh sorry, we got Two more, sorry. With record high employment, it's becoming even more important to provide a path for job seekers to learn new skills fast and retain them from re retain them more easily. Trans T R N S L F R V R, one such company working to bring immersive VR learning to accredited job training platforms across the United States today, that it's secured twelve million dollars in Series A financing. Transfer says that the latest funding round will help scale its VR training programs, which are designed to boost econo economic mobility in regions most heavily impacted by skills gaps and unemployment, the company says in a press statement. Currently, Transfer is already working with Alabama's AIDT, a workforce agency in the Alabama Community College System, to use its curriculum in an Oculus Quest to provide skills training for careers that don't require four-year degrees such as automotive manufacturing, construction, as well as other skill trades. And now, last but not least, we have JVZ Kenwood is testing the XR waiters with a new headset for enterprise user users which boast a wide view which with a well a wide field of view and a 2.5k per view resolution. As First reported by Bugari, JVC's prototype uses a proprietary mirror display to achieve a 120 degree field of view, serving up 2560 by 1440 pixels per eye via dual 4.5 inch LCD panels. Using Steam VR tracking, the PS tethered headset can make use of any compatible controllers such as Wive, Want, or Valve Index controllers. The project has been in development by JVC's projector team since 2018. It's mainly targeting the simulation market. However, the company also sees it's being used in the construction and medical fields. 
essentially the idea is to allow users to retain a direct view not pass through of instruments or gorgeous while large format virtual imagery is projected where it needs to be which in the case of flight driving simulator would be out of the cockpit cockpit's windows okay i think that's all the news we have let me see if we have any last minute news stories and what have you yeah i'm not seeing anything now let me check my email where are you email here we are yeah nothing we are okay so we uh reader mail if you want to uh send reader mail here's how We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, even any questions you may have for us by sending us reading mail on our Discord server, or leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash impactplay, or even by sending us an email to readingmail at impactplay.com. So, I guess that's about it. So, thank you guys so much for making the Impact Play a part of your day. If you wish to join our community server over on Discord, simply type in an in, exclamation in Discord and chat now. We are trying to reach affiliate status over on Twitch, and we need your help. Share our channel with your fa your family, your friends, and anyone who believe will benefit from the show. Leave us a review, even just a reading on your favorite platform. Have a great one, folks. Until next time. <laughs>